This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello and welcome to Six Figure Dog Business on PetLifeRadio.com. I am your host, Ty Brown of TyTheDogGuy.com. And this is the show where we help you start or grow your pet-related, dog-related business to a healthy six figures per year or more income. Now today I'm going to be dispelling a myth. The myth is this. You've been told that you need to pinch pennies. You've been told that you need to find the cheapest option on things you've been told that you need to bargain shop you've been told that you need to figure out the most cost-effective ways to do things in your business and you've been lied to if you're going to grow your business you need to be trying to figure out how to actually spend more how to pay more for the same services don't believe me I'm gonna prove it to you so stay right with me Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Doggo Suds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Doggo Sud shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Doggo Suds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All right, we're back. And I'm, uh, I'm going to attempt to dispel a myth today. And that myth is that you need to bargain shop for everything and that you need to figure out the most cost-effective way to purchase something. Now, I guess cost-effective way is kind of, uh, you know, that's in the eye of the beholder, what's cost-effective. But what I want to share with you today is that if you're really looking to grow your business, and I don't know what growth looks like for you, if that means adding a whole bunch of revenue, if that means adding employees, if that means adding a new building, if that means adding new equipment for what you're doing, I don't know what growth looks like for you. But if you're looking for real legitimate growth, you need to figure out how to pay more for things, not less, how to actually pay more for things. Now, there's two categories of things, and I'm actually going to start out, you know, most of what I'm going to talk about today is going to be the category of things that you need to spend more in. Now, let me add the caveat. At the very end, I'm going to explain what things you do want to pay less for, but most of your growth things, the things that will create growth in your business, you need to pay more for them. I know it sounds crazy. A lot of things I say sound crazy, but I'm going to try to prove it to you. We'll see if at the end I successfully prove it or not. So what do I mean when I say you need to pay more, especially for growth things? Things that create growth are typically somewhat of a finite resource. Would you agree? So things that create growth that actually add revenue, it's not that you can just go out and buy them super easy. You can go out and buy pencils all day long. But can you go out and buy growth things all day long? And the answer is no. And so I'm going to take... I got some notes here. One, two, three, four, five, six. I'm going to take six main things. Now, there's probably more than this. I'm sure there's more than this. But these are six of the main things that will cause growth 
and why you actually need to pay more for them and should pay more and want to pay more. So number one, the big one is employees. So this is a big one that I see because as people are growing, their natural tendency is to say, okay, I'm growing. I need to bring on an employee. And seeing as I need to do that, what is the cheapest that I can get them in order to do the work that they need to do? And there is a big inherent flaw in this, especially today if you're in in the United States, Canada, Australia, Great Britain, where economies are either good to very good or doing well, you know, and, and this sometimes changes during like downturns, but this is mostly true in the places where people are going to be listening to this. You want to pay the most that you can for employees. You don't want to be looking for how can I get, how can I pay them the least in order to get the most? It just doesn't work very well. And I've done it. And this is how I know that it doesn't work very well. When I first started hiring people, I am ashamed and I won't even admit what I paid people in the beginning. I'm ashamed of it. I'm ashamed of, you know, of what I was paying these people. Now, I believed it was the only amount that I could pay them. And maybe I was actually right. But I was right because my business structure and my business model wasn't as good as it should be. It wasn't as efficient as it should be. Because what happens when you pay employees the least amount that you can to get the biggest results? Well, (laughs) let me ask you dog folks, what happens when you find people that are trying to find the cheapest dog training, but are they the ones that tend to ask for the most? What happens when you're trying to get the cheapest grooming or you're searching around for the cheapest vet or you're looking for the cheapest dog walker? What do you get? You get exactly what you pay for. You get cheap and you don't get good. Now, there are exceptions. When I was first starting, we had some good people that I was paying cheap. And if you get cheap and you get good, it's usually because they don't realize how good they are. Maybe they're young, maybe they're inexperienced, but they're good. They're solid people that have good work ethic, that can do a good job, that learn and grow. How long are you going to keep somebody like that at $8 an hour, $10 an hour? How long are you going to keep them doing something like that? So it's rare that you're going to get somebody good. And it's rare that if you do get somebody good, that you're going to keep them. So then this leads people to say, okay, okay, I get that. So maybe let me figure out what the average is and pay a little bit more. Okay. That's an okay mindset. You know, that's, you're on your way there to having the mindset that I think is the appropriate mindset that we need to have. And so if you're trying to pay a little bit above average, what will you get? Statistically, you're going to get a little bit above average. Do you want to be a company that's a little bit above average? Do you want to be that company that, you know, that people say they're okay. You know what? They're a little bit better than okay. And that's what you get if you pay a little bit above average. So you should be wanting to pay the absolute most that you possibly can. You should be looking for ways and means to pay people more and more and more. Now there's an obvious huge caveat here that you have to do so while keeping profitability, while keeping your salary, while keeping, you know, the company healthy. And so this is why I always, always, always talk about how you must raise prices in a way that's different and unique. So many dog business owners say, oh, your prices are too low, just raise them. Now you have to raise them strategically. And I've got podcasts on how to raise prices. And, and with my private consulting clients, we work on how to raise prices. But you have to work on getting the absolute most that you can so that when you are paying more for employees, it doesn't hurt you and it helps you and it helps you because you keep those employees for a long time and you don't have to worry about this revolving door and you don't have to worry about you know accountability 
I'll tell you one thing. You know, we were paying trainers a certain amount. And like I say, I, I don't like what it was. And I'm embarrassed. And like I say, you know, I've, I've even apologized to these folks. And I would always say, hey, I want to pay you more. Anyways, when we changed our structure and we changed how we pay and we changed everything about our business, all of our employees now make six figures or all of our trainers make six figures or are on a six figure monthly run rate. You know, sometimes they go out of town or, you know, get pregnant and, and are out of the workforce for a while. Anyways, um, but all of them are on a six figure run rate. Do you know how much easier it is to manage somebody making 120 grand than it is to manage somebody making 25 grand? Do you, do you know how? Because I think the average, like, like if you go in Salt Lake area and people are hiring dog trainers, and there's not that many companies that even hire dog trainers, but I think the average is like $12 is what I've seen, $12 an hour. So that's about 25 grand a year. How much easier is it to manage somebody making 125 grand versus someone making 25 grand? It is so much easier. That person making 25 grand can go get a job at a call center and make more money. Now, the reason why you're paying somebody 25 grand and you're keeping them is because they're passionate about dogs and they want to work with dogs. And maybe this is their only skill set and this is the only thing that they know how to do. But somebody that's halfway decent, that's making 25 grand, they can go get a job at a call center and make 13 bucks an hour and, and, and give themselves a raise. And so, so anyway, in fact, I saw, <laughs> I was laughing at it. I saw a local... Salt Lake dog trainer. I don't want to name names, but I saw a local Salt Lake dog trainer saying, hey, we're hiring. I don't remember what it was, if it was trainers or if it was like a pre-training position that they work as kennel techs and then they move into a training position. I don't remember what it was, but it was like pay starts at 975 an hour. And I just like shook my head. I'm like, come on, 975. Why not at least just make it 10? You know, as long as you're at 975, is it going to hurt you to go to 10 per hour? And maybe it did. And maybe that's why they were at 975. That's all they could afford. But what I'm getting at is the level of, of supervision. My life is so much easier. And I actually make far more money now, believe it or not. We make I make far more money paying my trainers 100 to 100. Well, some make around 100, some make around 120, some make around 150. But I make so much more money and my job is so much easier when I've got those people making that much money versus when I had people making $25,000, $30,000. So much more because you can hold those people accountable at a whole different level. You start coming down on a $12 an hour employee, it is so easy for them to say, I am sick of this jerk. <laughs> I'm so tired of them. They're always riding me for this, that, and the other. Forget it. I'm going to go back and work as a carpet cleaner. I'm going to go back on the telephones. I'm going to go get a telemarketing job. It just isn't worth it. I love dogs, but it's not worth it. And so, so like I say, my life is so much easier. Their life is so much easier because frankly, they didn't need that supervision that I was giving them before when they were $25,000 employees. They needed more money, more responsibility, and they can handle it. I was micromanaging people because I had to, because I was paying them so little. Your business model obviously has to support it. You can't just suddenly start. And this is why this whole episode is about how or why you should be paying a whole lot more. But the reality is to get there, almost everybody is going to have to change their business model. I see almost nobody in the dog industry with a business model that supports paying the most for these business growth opportunities. Because at the end of the day, for these business growth things, we're in competition. We are competing against various things. We're competing against our competitors to get the best dog trainers. We're competing against other jobs to get the best dog trainers. We're competing against unemployment, you know, like. They might say this job sucks so bad and it pays so little, I'm going on unemployment. We're, we're, we're not just competing against other dog trainers to get the best or dog groomers or pet walkers or veterinary offices. We're not just competing against that. We're competing against different industries to keep the right people. And so this is a competition. It's essentially an auction. 
people are auctioning their skill set. And so are you going to try to get the bargain basement skill sets? Or are you going to try to get the best ones? And I'll tell you, like I say, once you start paying more to the right people, I had the right people and I was paying them little. And this is actually why we switched is because I started seeing we were going to lose good people. And so you would be surprised at how much better somebody gets at their job when they're paid a lot more. And you might say, well, that's immoral. They should be doing a good job anyways. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I know I'm a whole lot better when I'm getting paid more. So you're bidding for the best talent, pay for it. And again, it doesn't mean like pay $500 an hour. It means what's the average. And the best way to do this is to start working out in your mind like, okay, the average dog trainer in this area working for a company makes $12 an hour. How can I get it to 50? And just pose that question to yourself, to the universe, to whatever, however you believe these things. But I'm a big believer that your subconscious knows a lot of answers that you're not asking. And so you just start posing that question. How can we pay them a whole lot more? And then, of course, learning new skill sets about business and sales and marketing. But yeah, you know, how can we pay triple? How can we pay quadruple what's average? Because even somebody paying above average in our industry, if you're a groomer, pet sitter, dog walker, let's say your average is 25 grand and you're like, I'm going to pay 50. I'm going to double that. Okay. You'll get better people and you'll keep them longer. But how soon is it before that dog trainer realizes I can be making 90 on my own? I can be making 120 on my own. How soon is that? You know, and maybe they love the security so much they stay at that 50. But if they're a good person and, you know, and, and they're good at what they do and they're a hustler, you're going to lose that person at 50. Now, what if you're paying that dog trainer 125,000? What if you're paying that groomer 50,000? What if you're paying that dog walker 40,000 or whatever? And they realize if I go out on my own, I probably won't make this much money for a couple years. Plus, I have to do all the sales. Plus, I have to worry about all this. Plus, I have to worry about, you know, websites and lawyers and blah, blah, blah. I think I'm, I've got a pretty good gig here. And so, so in any case, I'm talking a lot about employees. But the bottom line is people are trying to figure out how to pay the least and get the most. The heck with that. Try to figure out how you can double, triple, quadruple, queen, tuple, however that goes. Try to figure out how you can blow every other training company out of the water and try to figure out how you can create a business model that sustains that so that you keep good people. They're part of your family. You love them. They love you. They love the clients that you have. They take such good care of the dogs that everyone grows together rather than let me see if I can get this great talent for 35 grand a year for 25 grand a year and pray that when I'm going on vacation, they don't quit and leave me high and dry. Stuff like that. That makes sense. Okay. All right. Next thing. Real estate, same topic. How can you create a business model that, because again, we are in a bidding war. That's all that real estate is, is who will pay me the most? The price isn't set by the landlord. The landlord's not uh, the landlord or the person selling the building. They're not the one setting the price. They're the one, the market is setting the price. The, the market is saying, we will pay X amount of dollars per square foot in this area. And so, so many dog trainers, again, are trying, I keep saying dog trainers, but I'm meaning dog groomers, pet sitters, dog walkers, veterinary offices. So many of these dog business owners are trying to figure out how can I pay the least? Why not create a business model where you can pay more? You're competing against other folks. Now, and in here, in this case, you're competing for eyeballs because if you've got lousy space that's, it's ugly, it's disgusting, and it's, it's hidden back somewhere where no one ever goes you're losing that competition. Now, maybe you are so good on the digital marketing and 
and the word of mouth and everything that you can have something that's further off the road, that's fine. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I'm saying that you should be trying to figure out a way that you can get the absolute best real estate possible and not, you know, trying to create a business model where you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. This is a whole mindset shift, guys. This is a whole mindset shift. Okay. What about training for you and your staff? How many of you guys are, you know, pay for any training for your staff? I actually don't. <laughs> no, I have in the past. I have quite a bit, but now we're paying them so much that they're doing their own seminars and stuff like that. And that's part of the thing. And we've actually introduced some bonus systems on top of it saying, Hey, we want you to be able to go to seminars. Here's how you can do it. Earn these bonuses. How can you figure out how to pay more? Once you've got these people, how can you figure out how to pay more to keep them, you know, to train them, to, to get them the things that they want and the things that they need? Um, you should be trying to figure out how to spend more on employees that are already there, not just in salary, but in stuff that makes them happy. How to spend more. Shift that mindset. All right. Hang out for a second because we're going to come back and we're going to talk about client acquisition and how you should be wanting to spend more on client acquisition as well. Hey everyone, Michelle Fern here. I just want to tell you about a personalized dog food that I discovered called Puppo. What Puppo does is they take personalized nutritional needs for your pooch and they create a special dog food just for your dog. And we have a special offer so you can try it too. Just go to puppo.com, that's P-U-P-P-O.com slash Pet Life Radio, and you will get 14 days of personalized dog food delivered for $9. How great is this? Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> All right, we're back. So we've been talking about how you should be wanting to spend more money on business building things. You should. This is a mindset shift. This is a whole huge shift for so many business owners that are trying to get the most out of the least. And I get that. I've been there. I understand that. I understand trying to gain the most out of the least that you have because you're coming at it from this mindset of, well, this is all I have. This is all I have to work with. Okay. I get that. But start shifting that mindset. Start shifting that mindset. So the questions that you ask are, how can I pay more for this thing than what my competitors are paying? How can I pay more than what others are doing when it comes to real estate, when it comes to employees, when it comes to training and, and benefits for those employees? How can I pay more? Not how can I pay less, but how can I pay more? Understanding there is going to be a cap. You can't pay a billion dollars. But trying to figure out how can I pay more for these things is going to start shifting how you see everything and how you actually structure your entire business. Now, the second half of what I want to talk about here is how to pay more for client acquisition. You're in a bidding war here, folks. And I was talking about this with employees, with real estate, but you're in a bidding war to get clients. And if you don't think that you're purchasing clients, you're wrong. You have to purchase clients. You purchase them with dollars or you purchase them with time. Those are the only two things that you're purchasing clients with. And so same thing. Everyone's always saying, how can I purchase clients with less? Where you should be saying, how can I spend more? Now, it's not this arbitrary, hey, my competitors are paying this. So I'm going to pay the exact same, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to pay a dollar more for the exact same thing. No, 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 no. When we're trying to pay more, we're trying to pay more because we're trying to buy something better than what our competitors have. 
and I keep saying competitors, but I'm not, and I am talking about those that compete directly with you, but not just that. I'm talking about the competition with everything. So for example, when it comes to client acquisition, everyone's trying to get the cheapest click. You know, they're buying clicks on Facebook, they're buying clicks on YouTube, they're buying clicks on uh, with Google ads, and they're trying to figure out how can I pay the least amount? Well, the least amount gets you the worst click. It does. You know, you pay the least amount. And, you know, when, when you're trying to pay the least amount, oftentimes you're getting the worst clicks. Now, sometimes you can do optimization stuff. Now, you do want to pay the least amount for the best click, but you've got to be able to outbid your competitors. And the competitors are the other dog trainers, dog walkers, dog groomers that are advertising. But the other competitors are also just the eyeballs of, of, of what's interesting to people. They're online looking at things. You have to outbid what they're looking at. You know, they're, they're on Google looking for this. You have to out, they're on Facebook looking for this. You have to outbid. You have to be in a position where you can pay enough that you're outbidding competitors who are trying to get the same clicks, but you're also outbidding just the other things that are taking their attention. And when I say outbidding there, I'm rarely meaning dollars. I'm, I'm meaning, you know, you have to figure out something that's interesting enough that it outbids their attention. And so, so like I say, absolutely, you know, customize your, your ads so that the clicks that you are, that you are buying, because that's all you're doing. You're buying clicks. You're buying eyeballs is when you're advertising. And so when you're trying to buy those eyeballs and you know that your competitors are spending X or, or you have an idea of like, this is what it takes. What you need to do is figure out, okay, how can I spend more to get even better clicks? And so what does that look like? I don't know. Maybe that looks like you're running a Facebook campaign and you run a, a campaign where you're just simply warming people up and you're getting them warm and then you're trying to go for the sale. Now, oftentimes you actually find, oddly enough, that this ends up reducing your, your acquisition costs. But you need to be in a position where you can test these things. You need to be in a position where you can play around and figure out what can we do to actually outspend our competitors, direct and indirect competitors? How can we outspend them so that we are getting these clicks and we're getting this attention? Now, I'm referring to mostly right now, I'm referring to Facebook clicks, Google clicks, YouTube clicks, Instagram clicks. That's what I'm mostly referring to. But I also mean other things. You know, if you're advertising in other ways with radio, with television, with, uh, with what have you, what can you do to get, you know, to outspend your competitors so that you're seen more, so that you're in front of people more often? Again, this is fundamental. I've said this like four times now, but this fundamentally goes back to having a business where with a high margin, you can get the most amount of money per client. And most people are just doing what other dog business owners are doing. Hey, grooming generally costs this much. We're going to go a little bit higher. A little bit higher is not going to allow you to pay premiums for employees, real estate, training, clicks, advertising. A little bit more is not going to allow you to pay premiums for these things. It's not. You have to be significantly higher if you want to own the industry where you are. And the last thing I wanted to talk about is not even, well, um, the last thing about wanting to spend more is not necessarily money, though it can be, but is content. Now, I love content marketing. We don't do a whole lot of it anymore. Um, we've got so much content out there, but there was a time we actually had on staff somebody that was doing video. That's all they did is every day they worked on video and we created a whole bunch of really cool videos. So we were creating content. And so we were able to outspend our competitors and actually bring somebody on staff that was able to do that. Now, if you're doing content marketing, sometimes what you're spending is money. You're hiring better writers than your competitors. You're hiring people to do film for you. You're hiring people to put together your website. You're hiring and so you're able to spend more to get people that are better at creating content and distributing content and things like that. Or 
you're in a position where you have actually purchased back your time and now you have more time to put towards content creation. Either way, you're spending money and you're spending time in order to create content that beats your competitors. And when we're creating content, and when I say content, I'm talking about training videos for dog trainers. I'm talking about fun grooming videos for groomers. I'm talking about tip videos for dog walkers. I'm talking about health tip articles and videos for veterinarians and things like that. When you're creating this content, again, you're competing against your, your direct competitors, your, the other dog businesses in your area, but you're competing for people's attention. And so your content has to be so good. How can we pay more to get fantastic content? Is that dollars? Is that time? Is that both? But how can we pay more so that people are like, wow, this is awesome. Uh, I really want to work with this company. And so your sales is easier. You can sell at a higher rate and at a higher dollar amount and things like that. And so how can you pay more for these things? So let me sum up here and then let me add one big caveat at the end. So summing up, there's things that grow your business. And there are things that are built around skill, that are built around rare commodities, you know, things like real estate. They don't make more of it. You know, they might develop more land, but real estate is what it is. You know, things like employees. You can't just go find a ton of groomers and dog trainers and dog walkers that are great at what they do. Training for your staff, advertising, clicks, content. These are things that grow businesses. Don't try to figure out how to pay less for them. Figure out what the going rate is and try to figure out how to blow that out of the water. Blowing out of the water might be slightly more in some things. You know, I got to pay a little bit more per click or whatever. And blowing out of the water might be a lot more when it comes to employees or real estate or things like that. But start running that over in your mind. How can I pay more? How can I pay more? And then you'll start figuring out ways. And of course, listen to my other podcast because that'll teach you how to up your cost and lower the amount of hours and, you know, still sell a whole bunch and, and leverage your time and leverage your resources and things like that. But if you can start mulling that over in your mind on how to pay more for these things, you'll start creating a whole new business. Now, I want to add a big caveat at the end. There are things that are plentiful in abundance and are completely cost-driven. When you are looking to buy toner for your printer, I mean, I guess on a certain level, you don't want to buy like the crappy, crappy cheap toner or whatever. I don't even know much about toner. But when you're looking to buy paper, you know, for your printer, when you're when you're looking to buy shampoo, you know, dog shampoo for your boarding kennel or your grooming salon and five different websites have the exact same shampoo and one of them is 10 percent cheaper. Absolutely. Spend 10 percent less there. You know, when companies are selling the exact same toner, the exact same paper, the exact same prong collars, the exact same, you know, whatever supplies and stuff that you use, if you find something that is the exact same absolutely bargain shop don't spend too much time bargain shopping because you'll waste you know waste a lot of time but bargain shop and try to find the least amount but when you're trying to buy resources that grow your business that are not the exact same across the board look to spend more and if you can spend more on those resources and spend less on those resources you'll find that you actually make more money like i say we are trying to pay the tops in the industry as far as training advertising we don't have real estate you know, but when we do content, I'm doing a whole new content piece, you know, here soon. I'm flying a guy in to do it for me, uh, a, a film guy to come do it because he's the one that I think that I can pay the right way to do things the right way. Anyways, what I'm getting at is if it's a skill-based set that will grow your business, don't try to bargain shop, try to figure out how to pay more, adjust your business so that you can do so and start changing your business model so that that's the business that you are, that you are far and away better than everybody else and you deserve the eyeballs, you deserve the dollars, and you deserve it more than anybody else. And then skimp on the uh, skimp on the stuff that everyone's got. And, you know, bargain shop there. Make sense? Good. 
All right. Well, thanks for listening today. This has been another episode of Six Figure Dog Business on PetLifeRadio.com. Go listen to all of them at PetLifeRadio.com. We've got a ton of great episodes on there. And then when you're done, listen to all the other shows because PetLifeRadio.com has a ton of great shows about pets. Then when you're done with that, come over to my website, TieTheDogGuy.com, and see what we're doing consulting-wise to help dog businesses just like yours to grow and get to the level they want to get to. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.